Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is the 20th day of uh, May 2019. Man, this year has been flying by. And uh, this is really late. We're in the evening of Monday. We normally get these things up by 6 o'clock in the morning. But uh, we uh, I've been traveling, and uh, my uh, schedule was such that I simply got delayed. And it is what it is. I didn't plan very well. How do you like that? Just bad me. One of the things we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about individual retirement accounts. We're going to talk about lump sum distributions versus conduit and accumulation trust. You might be interested in that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about mind noting, mind mapping as an example of how to distribute an estate. And I'm big into that. I think it's just a really amazing thing a lot of people should be doing more of, in my opinion. And we'll actually put some mind node and mind mapping examples up on dots.fm, the uh, page for the uh, connecting dots. Go to dots.fm. That's D-O-T-S dot F-M. We're also going to be talking about stock sectors. We're going to be talking a little bit about how the various stock sectors are performing. And we'll uh, give you some ideas as to why stock sector investing, especially our clients who are in the expressway, our expressway clients are just absolutely have the ability to do some really cool things if that's what they're into. We'll talk a little bit about information technology, communications, consumer discretionary, real estate, and then I'll tie a little bit of that into uh, liquid real estate. A big thing I've been talking about, industrials, we'll talk about consumer staples, financials. Utilities, industry, uh, energy, materials, and healthcare. Healthcare stinks so far this year, that's for sure. Then I'm going to talk a little bit about an idiotic question I read on Quora. I don't normally participate in those things because the questions are so incredibly horrible. And um, every once in a while, I will opine on those things. But if you know me, I tend to cut it to the quick and I don't uh, go any further. Got the uh, high-end uh, earpods in today so that uh, we've got the uh, studio camera going and... Uh, We'll put that up on our uh, page as well at DOTS.FM so you can kind of get a feel for that. The other thing we're going to talk a little bit at the very end, we're talking a little bit about annuities. We're going to talk about whether it's uh, whether they're good or bad and, and how they you know kind of fit for certain situations. And we wind up tying that back up together with uh, lump sum distributions for IRA. So with that, we say we get started. Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Connecting Dots is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. Break the mold and embrace the difference. So our first segment, we'll talk a little bit about IRAs. And when we start uh, after this one, we'll go into our uh, our break and we'll have our 30-second uh, disclaimer that we uh, don't know, don't need to do, but we're going to do it anyways. Listen, if you have an individual retirement account, uh, it is something that uh, you need to think about for a beneficiary designation. Now, the overwhelming majority of the people, they just name their spouse as a beneficiary, followed by children, and usually it's lump sum distribution. Now, I can tell you with over 30 years of experience, I, can, I know this is a fact, about one out of three people who gets an inheritance will blow it. Studies and surveys out there show it, and it's just a very common thing that people do. I mean, they just blow the money. I will be talking a lot with you in the next few weeks about um, a whole bunch of things involving 3M, our minting mature mindsets, and all of the cognitive challenges we face either of our own doing or just genetically when it comes to spending money. And uh, this is a project that I've been doing for years and years and years. It's taken a whole new twist, and uh, some things have kind of come to light that are just absolutely amazing. So... 
when you give a lump sum distribution to family, friends, neighbors, relatives, coworkers, whoever you give it to, you basically got a one-third chance that uh, they're just going to blow it. I actually think two-thirds of the people blow the money. I think the statistics are just the opposite. I think only about one-third know what the hell they're doing, and two-thirds actually blow it. So one of the things you can do with an individual retirement account is you can set up an irrevocable trust. Now, there are five key components that you've got to qualifications to make sure the IRS doesn't uh, go crazy on you. And I'm not going to get into those. Contact your accountant, contact your attorney for those. But here's the key thing. If you do it right and you have an attorney who drafts the documents right, you can have it set up so your IRA is paid to an irrevocable trust and this irrevocable trust holds the principal, okay? And then it distributes the principal out to your heirs so you can guarantee, guarantee an income stream. There's lots of different ways to do this. You can use an annuity to do this or you you can use a trust company, but I'm not going to get into those. Just understand conduit trust as a way to make sure that the principal stays there, but you have an ongoing income stream. Now, why would you do that? Because you have heirs who are spendthrifts, meaning that uh, they never met a nickel that couldn't burn a hole to get out of its pocket. You also have accumulation trust. And even though the IRS says you've got to distribute the money, you can say, no, I'm not going to do it. And you pay a penalty for that. But if you have, for example, an heir that is in litigation in some way, shape, form, or another, you might might be better off paying the tax, a huge penalty on top of it, in order to keep that money in there. And if you're spending, let's say, uh, 60% in taxes, that's better than 100% going to creditors. So you have these two things called a conduit and you have an accumulation trust. These are both irrevocable trusts. And, you know, it's just a real simple thing. Now, you might have a spouse who literally could not spend a nickel uh, without burning a hole through their pocket. And, um, you know, most divorces take place over finances. People save lots of different things. You got children. Oh, geez. You know, children, sometimes a seed's blowing a long ways away from the tree. But one of the things people always do is they're always trying to maximize the, uh, the taxes and the length of the distribution for the IRA. I don't care about that stuff. What is it you want to accomplish? That's the key thing. I got done, just got done being in the studio and I got back in and, and uh, had to go to the studio right away. I talked at length. It's, it's our little thing we call hands-on, on-demand. Hands-on, on-demand. We'll share a little bit more about that as time goes along here on the podcast. But the key thing is, what is it you want to accomplish? And if sometimes it's not the most efficient tax thing, but it's going to accomplish your goal, that's the, that's the key thing. Just always remember that and never forget that you want to make sure that you do the things that you want to do, not what your tax man tells you to do. Connecting dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. And when it comes to a conflict of interest, always remember, never forget, I can absolutely unequivocally, beyond exclusion of every reasonable doubt, guarantee there's a conflict of interest. We have a massive holdings here. I have a personal holdings and uh, staff and employees here, our clients. And uh, so uh, there's always going to be a conflict of interest. Just think, it, just think that thing through. Okay. Now, one of the things with mind mapping and mind noting, and I'll put an example of this in the show notes. 
All it is is freehand drawing, okay? So think of it like this. You, you draw a circle and you write whatever your concept is and you start branching off and you keep putting together this spider web of ideas and concepts and linking things back together. Now, it's a very creative thing. It's a lot of times it's really nice to do when you're doing creative writing, when you're doing a storyline as to who all the different connections are and then you start writing from there. But mind mapping is also really handy when you want to distribute an estate. And when I was involved in the law firm, I used to do that a lot. I used to sit down and say, okay, A goes to B, goes to C. What if C isn't around? And we just would, would, would flow it out. So many people try to, especially when they go to their lawyer's office for estate planning documents, they try to play lawyer and they try to put everything in legalese. Don't do that. Just don't let the, let the lawyer do that. That's what they went to law school for. And uh, I used to get people would say, I want everything per stirpes. And they would, well, what's per stirpes, you know? And basically when they're all said and done, it sounded like they're a stirpes and a horse on a saddle, a saddle on a horse, but I'm not being mean. It's just, it's just use plain English. I've always said this. If you have a good attorney, a good attorney can take whatever you're saying and put it into proper format. And that's what you want to do. So we're going to put a couple of examples of this up online. It may, I don't know if we'll get the show notes up when I, uh, I'll probably put the audio and video up and the audio will go up on all the podcast uh, players and then uh, probably put the video up a little bit later on. So if you check back later tonight, uh, we'll have it up, but I think you'll uh, enjoy that a lot. Connecting Dots is brought to you by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. It's better because it's simple and works. Break the mold. Be different. Standard Poor's 500 index as of the end of close today was up 13.3% for the year. That is amazing. Just imagine if you could do that every single year. If you could go 13, 13, 13, it would be just amazing. So every once in a while, you're going to have a pullback. And in October of last year, we had a pullback December and it, you know, you had all these chicken littles. Oh, the, the sky's falling. I am so sick and tired of people saying that, uh, you know, it's like the guy he's called, uh, you know, 97 of out of the uh, last uh, 98 uh, recessions. And uh, the only one he had right was one. The others were, were false. Look, I, I don't, we've got more people out there calling, calling wolf, uh, carrying on. Yeah, the, the economy is going to slow down. Things are going to change. It's a natural evolution. And I'll talk about that in just a little bit when I talk about the Quora thing. But, you know, a lot of people don't understand the importance of indexing in the terms of, of sectors. Now, I'm a huge sector-based investor that we're process-based and we're sector-based. And again, for those who don't know this, what we use is we use the common knowledge of everyday investors and institutional investors. So a company that has a really large capitalization, like right now, Microsoft's huge, right? Apple's huge. Google's huge. Facebook is really large. We take the biggest companies out there, and what you do is, if so many people like them, they must be doing something right. So it's, it's the collective wisdom of the collective. We take those companies, and that's how we select. So you might say like the S&P 50. You know, the 50 largest companies comprise over 50% of the value of the stock market in the S&P. And I'm not going to get into all the details. It's actually bigger than that, but... You basically can get the S&P 500 with, with just 50 stocks. I'm not going to get all the details. I shouldn't have done that. But one, maybe next time I'll do that. But here's the thing that, that you do. 
then you equal weight them. Instead of trying to figure out who's going to be good and who's going to be bad and trying to do this active management, you use capitalization, then you do equal weighting. And what that does is the guys who are really big, oftentimes they've already made their run. And so they sometimes when they fall, they fall hard. So it's a defensive mechanism. A lot of people like that. And people will say, well, you know, I'm not getting the exact S&P 500 return. Well, no kidding. We're not shooting for that. You should never shoot for the S&P 500 for a return. That's not a, that's not a good benchmark. That's a variable benchmark. We use a thing called the five-year treasury constant maturity rate. And um, I'll share that with you at another, another podcast. If you're interested in that, you can give me a call. That number will be at the uh, end here. I'll, uh, I get a chance. I'll put that up. But Or just go online. Go to dots.fm. Go to dots.fm. Use our intercom. Get a hold of us. Ask the question. I'll be happy to get you information one-to-one. Now, information technology. Uh, it's done pretty darn well this year. 16. Let's see. I should have worn my glasses. Hang on a second. Where are my glasses? Going to need those things. Here we go. As you get older... I can still see 2010 at a distance, but up close, not quite so good. The information technology, I'm glad I've got my glasses. I would have underquoted this, 19.19%, 19.19. Communication services, 17.13. Consumer discretionary, 16.85. We have uh, real estate, your real estate investment trust, 15.78. Uh, Industrials, 15.76. And finally, consumer staples at 13.97. So the rest of these are just a little bit below the average. We have financials, utilities, energy, materials, and finally healthcare at, uh, let's see here. Well, actually, do, 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 yeah, 1269, 1074, 1049, 644, and 204. So we don't have anything that's negative. The worst producing one is healthcare. They're at 2.04%. And that's because Obamacare and a lot of the subsidies that everybody uh, got when, uh, you know, that was just one giant giveaway, no matter what anybody wants to say. And I think a lot of people are beginning to say, uh, healthcare companies might not be doing so good going forward. So anyways, I bring this to your attention is, you know, a lot of people don't even know what indexes are. If you don't, that's okay. That is completely fine. Again, go to dots.fm, dots.fm, or go to fixedcostinvesting.com and ask a question. We'll be happy to answer. Ideally, use the blue intercom button if you're not a client. Uh, we don't uh, like email. I'll tell you that right now. Email is not efficient, not effective, and we're not into that at all. Email is strictly used for business purposes, but not with clients. When you're a client of our firm here at Fixed Cost Financial, we, you get your own inbox. Everything is recorded, all phone calls, all audios, all videos, everything is recorded so that you can always go back and use the word tape and go back to the tape and see what was said, which is really, I think, really, 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 really important. Oh, I'm tired and need to get some sleep. Boy, that's a big difference from the West Coast to East Coast, you know that? Anyways, um, couple of things. Also, when you have indexes, you get all sorts of different indexes. I am getting ready to go into a studio on Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be in Tampa at a Network After Work event. And if you'd like to go and join me down there, that would be great. Um, it's in Ybor City. Don't ask me where it's at. It's, uh, it's somewhere down there. Go to networkafterwork.com. That's networkafterwork.com, and you can get all the details there, and I'll see you in Ybor City. And um, those are pretty good events. Anyways, but a lot of people don't know what an index is, so you have all these different indexes. So you have to figure out what you want to do there. Then you have all these sectors within the index, and then you have stocks. And, you know, it's a lot of work to be an active investor. Here's the problem. The big trend today, everybody is passive, passive, passive. And everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people just want to go to the robo-advisor. Oh, well, 
I'll just let some faceless person who programmed us a, a program somewhere, and uh, they have an algorithm, and we're going to call it artificial intelligence, and I'm just going to give all my money to somebody I've never met to do some algorithm automatic trading platform. You people are stupid, okay? That's at least 50% of the population that's doing that, and I just called 50% of the population stupid. you damn right you're stupid. Here's the, here's the thing you want to think about. If you say index investing is the only way to go, and you do realize what we're doing is less expensive because there's no assets under management costs. You have direct indexing where you directly own the stocks. That's the thing that we've got an advantage over every other person out there. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But when you do it the way we're doing, you own your own basis, you own your own shares, you actually see what you own. You have an index, you don't know, oh, I got an index. Oh, I got with Blackwater or for with Goldman or with uh, Spiders or with Vanguard or Fidel. You don't know what you own. You just don't know. But when you get with us, man, you know exactly what those stocks are because every statement, you got them. Here's the thing. How do you pick those things, right? I mean, you're going to pick indexes, then you're going to pick sectors, then you're going to pick stocks. Nah, don't do that. The best thing you can do is be good at uh, make three or four good sectors. That's, you know, unless you're doing it full-time like what we do. That's when I have my delegated accounts. I What do you think we do? We spend a massive amount of time trying to figure out what be, the best allocation. We don't always get it right. We work for our clients really hard that way. My point being is, guess what? Stop trying to make mountains out of molehills. Keep it easy. Do the things you can actually control. And in the sector area, you can actually control it. So again, I'm a big uh, fan of sector-based investing. I think it's something that... Uh, you really ought to uh, think about. So with that, let's keep on moving. Going to have to get another computer screen moved over here and uh, some things switched around so I can see things a little bit better. Sometimes I've got all these computer screens and the one that I'm using is too far away. Okay, with that said, Quora, they had an article. This guy asked this incredibly stupid question. You know, my mother used to say, you know, sometimes it's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're stupid than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> ah, mother. She had great sayings. You know, when you have parents that are born in 1915, they have some sayings from years ago. I always like to tell this, you know, my father, my grandfather, my father's side was born in 1865. My dad was born in 1915, and my daughter just completed, well, she's still doing it, but she completed our family history, the Truesdell line. And uh, if you want, you can address me as Sir Truesdell because until uh, Cromwell screwed everything up, we were uh, royalty in England. And uh, our name, the way it's spelled, is the proper spelling. And if you were in England, you would pronounce it Truesdell. So if I pick up the phone and call anywhere in Lincolnshire, specifically in Boston, uh, and there is a Boston in Lincolnshire in England, and I'm English, um, if I say, my name is Paul Trusdell, the only thing that's unusual is the name Paul. Now, if I was William, uh, see, I would be William Trusdell Seventh, And we've traced a family history back to the 1100s. Now, when I say traced a family history, I'm talking birth, baptism, land records, uh, all the way back. Kind of cool. Uh, 1100s. And uh, so we're kind of... We're stuck there, but uh, that is just an amazing thing. And then we chased uh, my uh, my grandmother's side and uh, back to the age of Iberians. So that's Spanish, but we're English. Traced a little bit of the German side all the way back. And then we traced the, um, what else we trace? We traced my uh, father's mother. And uh, if you look at uh, George Washington going across the Potomac, that famous picture, my 
the follow there you the, you know, George is standing up and then you got on the left side of the boat one two three that third guy his name is Grace last name is Grace G R A C E and he was one of the the command staff of General George Washington and that was that was a long time ago my great let's see I can do this real quickly my great 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 grandfather seven ago was born on July fourth seventeen seventy six in Boston and um, see the Mayflower was what sixteen. 28 and uh, first Truesdale got over here in 1632, I believe. And uh, they were the founding family, one of the several family founding families of Harvard, Boston. And somewhere on Harvard, I got to look it up next time up there too. There's a family grave still there. And then a whole bunch of us, uh, my clan then moved to Michigan, went to Canton. And there's uh, several homesteads there that bear the family name. Really cool when you look at what you can get from all these baptismal records and, and everything. It's just it's just really, really cool. I've, I said, I told my daughter, I said, this is just something that uh, we, just, we just can't forget that uh, she did. And it's just, uh, it's just amazing. And uh, that didn't work very well. Let's do this one over here. Oh, we didn't do that one either. Okay, so annuities have been around since, uh, well, since literally the days of the ancient Egyptians and Romans. And one of the things back in the 1600s, that's why I mentioned my family, in, the, uh, in Europe they had a thing called tontines, and they came over here in the United States when we founded the United States as well. Now, annuities, you know, there's some really good and bad annuities out there. Equity index annuities are just godforsaken. But there's the right way and the wrong way to do annuities. And one of the things I mentioned is that you have people that have spending problems. And I've had clients in the past that I recommended and actually helped them acquire annuities for their IRA money because they couldn't stop spending. And an annuity, a pension, and Social Security are literally all the same thing. Don't care anybody who says. They're all based upon the exact same mathematical calculations. And one of the things that an annuity has that uh, you have to always remember is that it has the ability to help those who have a cognitive impairment not blow their money. I just had, we have a, a case in a law firm where a lady was a hoarder and literally spent her money, I mean all of it, all of the money, and of course she nominated the law firm to be her successor trustee and to settle the estate. There's no money. So this is going to be one of those pro bono things that uh, you're just not going to get paid on. But the house is filled with items from QVC, shopping network, these type of things. Now, I said QVC for anybody who's watching on the, the video. I, I squinted. I don't know any of that stuff. I know who they are, but Home Shopping Network, that might be the same thing as QVC. I don't know. I just know these things are still around. I just know I have a house here in Ocala, Florida, where it is literally floor to ceiling of things, well, Omaha Steaks. There are boxes and boxes and boxes of these uh, styrofoam containers of Omaha Steaks that were never uh, opened up. It is a, a nightmare. It is a real nightmare. And so an annuity helps people not blow their money because, you know, you can get a credit card, you can go into debt that way, but it's an ongoing income stream. And some people just, again, they can't help it. What I'm going to do a lot here is I believe in being practical. We could talk about, oh my God, you want to talk about Isle of Man? You want me to start talking to you in Manx? You want me to talk about um, how to off, how to do a trust in the Isle of Man and how to do trust in uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, corporations in Nevada or in Delaware, and how to do things in the Cayman Islands, how to have pure asset protection planning 
brain so that you're a physician, you never get sued. We can do that all day long. But for 99.999% of the population, that doesn't mean diddly. What's more important is what's between your your uh, your two ears, what's behind the back of your skull and your eyeballs, that thing called a brain. And some people, unfortunately, just, it's, they're not stupid. They're just hardwired different. And so one of the things we're going to really work on is try to help people understand and motivate themselves. I got some, again, I can't share it, not going to do it. Got some really cool things working that uh, we're just simply going to really expand our 3M minting mature mindsets coming, coming up going forward. So again, one of the things an annuity does, if you have, for example, they're all either immediate or deferred, they're all fixed and variable, they're all lifetime or fixed period. And um, a lot of people call them longevity insurance. I don't like that concept. That's just a sales pitch. But it's, uh, it, you know, you can't outlive your money. And that's, that's a big deal. One of the nice thing about an annuity is that you can set it and forget it and be done with it. And, uh, but the key thing here is you want to make sure that if you're going to buy one of those things, you really do want to be a client of ours so that you can use me in particular, because I have uh, one hell of a background when it comes to contractual law and insurance and investments. You know, there's a reason I went out and got a CLU, a chartered life underwriter, to understand all the caveats that are involved in insurance. And there's a reason I went out and got the CHFC. And there's a reason I went and got a law degree. And I have, of course, my bachelor's degree and then uh, the accredited investment designation and, you know, all of the different things. But the big thing is I got 30, over 30 years of experience in working with people and being able to say, you know, just pure common sense. That's the one thing I pride myself on having. And, um, you know, I don't really, I really don't care what a person has. I'm just looking for clients. I want to keep the clients I got who are nice. The bad ones can leave, but uh, good people I like. Like. Bad people I don't. Life's too short to work with people who are a pain in the ass. Okay, with that, what we did is we tied the last part of the show, discussion about annuities and how you can annuitize, lifetime income, cognitive impairment, tied it all the way back at the very beginning when I was talking about IRAs and how you can have conduit IRAs. In fact, you can even set up your IRA so that the annuity is the conduit payout so you can keep the cost down. We won't talk about trustees and that sort of thing right now. But at the very end, we like to play the same thing. We kind of have this little thing we do. And uh, our ending is always about uh, being with people you like, people you love, because life is short. And with that, this show has gone on too long. We're out of here. This concludes this episode of Connecting Dots. Thank you for listening. Please visit our sponsor, Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing at fixedcostinvesting.com. That's fixedcostinvesting.com. We got love that will never need to hide. Love will always rise above. Whatever comes, we will be just fine. If I am yours and you are mine. Take my hand and let's fly away to another galaxy Hold me close, I want to feel your love Together we are free Just be with me Just be with me Just be
Only close, I want to feel your love Together we are free Just be with me Just be with me Just be with me All rights reserved. Reproduction prohibited without written authorization.